10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, Welcome back, everybody, to Talking Gaming and Tech. And we are here this week with some absolutely amazing, fantastic stories you'll ever hear in a podcast ever, maybe. That's why. <laughs> so we have stories today. about Let's Fantasy, just go with today. Fantasy Star 2, Fantasy Star Online 2, New Genesis is now available. And NVIDIA, Wait, <laughs> Nvidia and Valve are bringing DLSS to Linux Gaming. Predictions for E3. We got Call of Duty Vanguard is skipping E3 at Wars, and Warzone is preparing for World War II. Also have news. The launch trailer. Well, kind of. There's no gameplay footage yet, but we have what it's going to be like, I guess you could say. Battlefield no, 20, 2042. Yeah. Oh. 2042. Um, which is going to be pretty awesome. And it's like you're any typical Battlefield uh, trailer. It just plays just like Gimme. I'm sure it's the same kind of trailer that you expect from battlefield same kind of trailer they put out every couple of years when they release a new battlefield but we'll get into it because i'm excited for it and so what's the video so so okay yep anyway and on the tech side we have google <laughs> ohio ag wants google declared as a public utility all right interesting so android 12 beta 2 has a new way of managing your wi-fi connections the reason why, because this is actually kind of brilliant, because, yeah, for someone who actually changes Wi-Fi here and there, going different places, it's actually a lot more convenient. And I wish I had Android 12 on my phone, but I don't because Nokia is a pain in the ass. But that's a whole other topic. Anyway, I so Christine, phone. I do, but Christine, <laughs> Christine remake revs up uh, from the Hannibal producer uh, Brian Fuller, which it's crazy because I didn't even know to this point that Christine was actually getting a remake. Uh, one plus is to everything's getting a remake. Well, I'm getting too wide, but that's it. There's a whole other reason why. Anyway, so one plus why? <laughs> uh, one plus to launch its stripped down Nord CE 5G this week, which is its first phone back to its budget bridge. How they started out, I guess you could say. So, which is really really cool. Um, that uh, one plus is actually doing that. I think I I find that actually. I'm glad that the CEO is finally going. Wait, we have some fans that like love our products and stuff. Like, we need to go back to where we started. Literally, not why they're doing it, but okay. Oh, so uh, I I am happy because I think they're a great company. But we'll get into that then. Uh, our but, fans love us. <laughs> so, since last week, what has everybody been up to? What have you been doing? What what the heck has been going on around here? Well, this has been an excellent week. Let's start out with this week's Dungeon and Dipshits update, <laughs> which is what I'm calling the stream, the the game now in the group, Dungeons and Dipshits. So we had a really excellent game this weekend. I put yep. the fear of God into the group, and they know I'm not fucking around anymore. Eos put a beating down on these sons of bitches. Uh, the Rock put a beating down on these sons of bitches. Like the SmackDown, pretty much. And then, into all shock and awe, the group RP'd for 25 minutes, which shocked the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty dope. Um, And then, 
I started listening to the new Stormlight Archives. Yep. And I'm one part away from being done with the new Stormlight Archives. And <laughs> Brandon Sanderson is the best writer in the world, period. Well, it, it's he, not even debatable. He, and I say he, that, Nate, I've, I've listened to some shit you, you told me to listen to. He is the best writer in the world right now. Well, okay. He is good. He's persistent. He's consistent. He's all those things. He's probably the most prolific writer we have in our time. But he's amazing. Um, but I would say the best writer, though, is Patrick hey, Rothfuss. <laughs> yeah, no. Patrick Rothfuss. Play D and D, right? No, 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 no. no so does Brandon Sanderson. Ah. Um. No, it's just that. No, I just love like Let's Patrick Rothfuss writing. Who this person is? Patrick Rothfuss is. Um. Oh, you're talking about the guy who does the King Killer Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's probably my favorite. I've heard books. he's good, but I haven't had a chance. I haven't had a chance to get his books. But no, no, Sanderson is. It, it's fuck. It's insane how good he is at making you feel for the characters, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, no, he's an absolutely amazing amount, writer. Every time Kaladin is a is a focus in one of the, in one of the chapters. Mm. By the end of the chapter, I'm like, God damn, Kaladin, man! Holy shit, your life. Because <laughs> he makes you feel so bad for that person. Yeah, you literally feel his fucking pain constantly because he's been ripped to shreds constantly. He's tried to kill himself like twice in the books. Mm -hmm. the The way they write that character, the character is insane. I I can't express how good it is. You just have to listen to the book to understand. But like, I he hits depression and the like the feel of constant dread like you're never good enough and everything you do doesn't matter so goddamn well with that character and i'm i don't know if have you read the new book no i haven't read the new one yet dude the new book is literally 10 percent before and then the rest of it is all about a raid that happens on Eurythiru mm -hmm. over the course of like 40 days and Kaladin is the only soldier left in the city that isn't, like, knocked out because they do something to knock out, like, all the other Radiants. Mm. So he's literally the only one who's not knocked out because he's almost ready to to take his fourth ideal. ideal. And yeah. it's just him, like, it's him John McClaning his way through the city trying not to be killed and being hunted by fucking, like, uh, the, what do you call it? The, oh god, the Fused? You know the oh yeah the, yeah yeah guys. yeah yeah so he's yeah, basically, yeah, 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 he's yeah, basically yeah. hiding in like the the in the depths of the city, striking mm. out to try and like help his friends and free people, but then fighting off like hundreds of people by himself and trying to stay hidden. And half his mat his uh st stormlight doesn't work anymore because whatever they did is working on him, but not as good not as much as the others. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. just like him walking around in despair in starva starvation for forty fucking days trying to survive this shit. It's Dude. so, oh, it's so good. And obviously, folks on other shit because you know there's multiple characters. But yeah. Kaladin's entire story is, I'm trapped in this city trying to fight my, trying to find a way to free my people, and there's nothing I can do. Yeah. It's it's not, dude. The book is so goddamn good. It, I've been listening to it nonstop. Up until about ten minutes ago, I was listening to it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's on my. Uh, That's all I can say, dude. Audible. If you, if you like Audible. good books, go check out Stormlight Archives, dude. Well, I have Stormlight. I have they're all long, them all. but they're great. Yeah, I have them all. I just don't have the newest one. 
like they're long as hell. They just it doesn't matter. They're they're so good. Yeah, they're yeah they're awesome. Super long books. That was pretty much it. I mean, think about this, dude. My audiobook version is fifty nine hours for this one, and in between fifty and sixty for all the other ones. Think about how long that is to read when you consider how long it is as an audiobook. About longer than the Mahabharata. I don't even know what the hell that is. It's the indie That's holy. Just you're trying to it's... pretend you're cool. It's the indie holy book. <laughs> See, told you. He's just trying to pretend he. He's just throwing shit out so he can think he's cool. Indeed. Well, if he acts like that, Lacroix will send him free Lacroix. Yeah. So. <laughs> I have no clue what the fuck you're talking about. Hipster, <laughs> the hipster water. Hipster water? Mm-hmm. Dude, are you a beta? <laughs> oh my god. I don't anyway. know why I asked. We all know you are. Move on. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Bazinga. I'm just here melting. I had to change, oh. my, I had to change my headphones. They were too hot. <laughs> so I put, Jesus. I'm using my, my, my uh, Sennheiser ear monitors. They're pretty good. And they say in my ears. <laughs> yeah. Because I can't, earbuds don't work for me. These, these are staying in. Earbuds just pop right out. This is like whatever the angle is, and these like tighten around your ears. You can like, it's like a, a wire that just tightens. Mm. But uh, other than that, I've just I've been doing Minecraft live on our Facebook channel uh, with uh, oh. Woodrow. Oh. A couple nights a week. We've been playing. It's, I can never remember the, your head the name that keeps cutting in and out, dude. My head. Just thing? so you know. Your headset's cutting in and out. I'm not wearing a headset. Uh, my bad. There's some. My bad. Steam is downloading something. Uh, Fine, you're back. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, it's it's a weird mod pack. It's like the mod pack 1.12 or something like that. Where is it? But it's 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 interesting. It's got some good mods. But been having fun. It's called the 1.12.2 pack. Perfectly complex. Oh. I don't know. This one, we're having a good time. We got stuck in a, a couple uh, dungeons. Nice. But uh, I got my, do my usual, I got my garden <laughs> made and I'm making food so we can survive. And well, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's making the, the basic armor stuff so we can really get going. It's like the first like several hours of the game, you're always like prepping for the adventure, you know. Well, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Obviously, it's a build up. And this to... one, with this one also has the space, galactic crafting it so we can go into the moons and stuff. Yeah. Oh, that is interesting. So it has like what the tech it like add on to it or whatever. You uh, go it's got a, a lot of them. It's like oh. two hundred mods or something like that. Two fifty. Holy shit! But... Oh, it's got hats though. That's the best part. You know, you kill an you kill some kind of mob and you get a whatever hat they're wearing. Like I'm Doctor Who and I think I have a Doctor I think I have a TARDIS hat. It, it's, it's taller than I am. <laughs> but uh it, it's the Minecraft your children aren't playing. <laughs> well no no no, yeah. This ain't your child's Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, this isn't your kid's Minecraft. Minecraft. Uh, so, oh god, Minecraft. <laughs> hey, Race for the Wool would be fun if 
two teams trying to find colored wool through uh, Dude, ma- matching, you... matching uh, terrain, and you're shooting across the terrain at each other. Oh, so fun. I immediately don't like it when you said trying to find matching wool. <laughs> well, it's just it's like treasure. You got to find the, the certain three treasures. Yeah, but wool it. is no treasure. Yeah, I don't know why they use wool. It may be because of the way it works with the game where you can... Because like, it's for kids? No, not not this one. It's it's nothing made by Minecraft. This is all mods. Cool. Or user-created content. Yeah, user-created. Not, yeah. not too many kids. I'm sure there's some, but not a lot are making things like that. Yeah. So, uh, the one thing, like, I was obviously... I already pre-ordered, which I can't wait, because I already... People of like streamers and stuff have already got a hold of their copies. I guess they can already play it or whatever. Uh, the new Guilty Gear, uh, Strive. But I'm just wait how it comes out on the 11th. So, um, but from what I've seen already, holy crap! Like it just looks like in the cat way to play the game because they've reworked how like a lot of the mechanics work and stuff uh, to make them a little bit more complex and a little bit more balanced, which is really cool. Uh, they've added five new characters. I don't know who they are exactly. I've seen some of them on like the little like movies and stuff they've released so far, but I don't know a whole lot about how their characters work and stuff. So it doesn't matter. Soul bad guy, all that matter. Soul bad guy. Soul bad uh, guy is the only character you should be playing. Only real men play soul bad guy. Uh, Chip Zenuf. He's the only soul people. bad guy. Is the Trump of Guilty Gear. <laughs> Chip Zenu for president. <laughs> <laughs> That's his like old thing in the last game. He was like running for president. Would you want a man named Chip to be your president? He doesn't even have three letters. I mean, five letters in his name. He's pathetic. If he's hey. a chocolate chip cookie, maybe. How, how, how many presidents are ninjas too? Come on now. Also, um, <laughs> for for those of you who like uh, retro games, um. A translation group has just released a full 100% translation of Tales of Destiny Director's Cut, which is a PS2 remake of Tales of Destiny. Yeah. And Tales of Destiny is one of the best Tales games they ever did, in my opinion. Nice. Because my opinion is God. There you go. Mm. So check it out. I've been waiting a long time for certain Tales of Destiny games to get translated. This is one of them. I hope they do the sequel next. Mm. They did. They actually did a full-blown Tales of Destiny sequel that takes place like 10 years after the first game, and you're playing the son of the main character from the first game. And they never released it over here. Oh. Straight up stupid. But, yeah. That yeah, they are. yeah, that's that's a whole other discussion. Um, but yeah, the other thing I've obviously I've been actually pushing to learn CGI now. After I was inspired by this other guy who works in, he works in FX, like reality works. He's worked with a few short, like small movies and stuff. Uh, Ian uh, Herbert. Nate's going to start doing CGI hey, porn video games. Be careful. He made a donut. <laughs> Dude, I'm serious. In a couple months, you're going to get like Nate Production presents Finger in Donut Hot hole. Chicks 3 or something. <laughs> No, like I was inspired. Like it's cool. Like his story was neat. He like uh, obviously he's doing it like most of his life, and he recently bought like an old like church compound, 
And he literally took the church and built like a whole bunch of like sci-fi sets with inside this church. It's really cool. Uh, so he's, he's, a cult? he's making like his own like sci-fi movie. Like, well, he's uh, talking which... to some some fun people over there on the other side of the store. Some fun people. They joined a cult. I don't know. Just he's, <laughs> he's saying cult. Though. Um, and he, yeah, so just the stuff that he's done alone from just him and his small group of people that he knows that he's like doing his own like own independent little small like sci-fi like short film thing going on right now and it is beyond impressive like and he only doing with like a small green green setup and like that's it and he'll do shots like like in his kitchen he showed this one shot he did which was in his kitchen of his wife just like walking from one to another then put it through like his whole process and all of a sudden that kitchen's now in like this building in a high rise in like this super like cyberpunk like 2077 looking like city Ultra like porn game. I was like holy crap like <laughs> the stuff he has done like is super impressive I was like holy shit if I can only do like a quarter of that to add to like some of the radios like not even a quarter of that an eighth of that jeez and the fact that like what how much powerful like blender is like blender is just so stupid powerful for a free software and i learned after like the reason why people are scared of using the tracking for blender because it requires a few more steps um to actually and it requires some math to use it which is fine but it's it's it works way better than not way better about the same as after effects um but the problem is this allows you to correct a lot of things after Effects, it doesn't allow you to correct on the fly. This actually allows you to correct things on the fly, which is absolutely great. Um, so for tracking, it's just amazing. So just the sum of the things, like, like holy crap, obviously, something, it's going to require work, obviously, but it, the payoff is there. And there's a reason why, like, Amazon Studios now is, is using Blender and not After Effects. Um, and that's mostly sure because... Sure, it's not because Amazon is becoming cheap and lazy with everything they do. No, because they hired a team. So, okay, so After Effects, you can create plugins. Some of those plugins need clearance with Adobe to actually work and whatnot. There's a lot of like red tape with it. Blender is open source. You can create all the plugins you want. Amazon has their own team that makes plugins for it. And so, and if you watch like Man the High Castle, I didn't know this till after I watched like the second season. I was, I was watching the production of the show. I was watching. And I was like, realized, holy shit! Like huge portion. Most of that show is done in CGI, and it's all done in Blender. And it's so flawless. You're telling like, me you didn't freaking notice how CGI all of San Francisco was in that show? No. Or the buildings that they're. In, you are full of shit. No, I didn't know until because I thought like, dude, I've wa I've watched that show. There's no way you couldn't tell that that wasn't CGI, dude. I couldn't tell the like, the production during the second season. I was like, "Wait, they're not shooting in like San Francisco. They're not shooting." I thought, I thought they, uh, well, I thought they were shooting in like certain areas. A lot of times they'll use like areas in like Toronto and stuff. I thought they were actually shooting in those areas. That's where a lot of these studios do. Dude, and, every scene in that show is literally a scene of an American-looking place overlaid with a bunch of Japanese and Nazi iconotry. Of course it was CGI, dude. It's not like they built San Francisco Naziville. 
Well, no, but I thought what I thought they did was they shot in these scenes and then put up like certain signs that they would actually in post production add the actual symbols in after. Um, no, it's which, which, is, which is which is what most studios do. No, they shot in this tiny little set. Uh, uh, for the most part, besides some of like the bigger shots, which were done in fields and stuff, I was like, "Holy Jesus!" Yeah, it's like when I watched that show, it was obvious that it was CGI. When I was when I watched the structure, I was like, "That is all." There was so many scenes. I was like, "There's no way that's CGI." I was like, "Holy shit!" No, it's one hundred percent obvious. I'm gonna find some clips and and show Bazinga so we can laugh at you. Um, like I did not know. I did not think that. I was like, I was beyond impressed when I saw that. I was like, holy crap. So, and you made a donut. You're, you're well, one uh, step farther. I was I was learning the basics geometry, I guess you could say. Of next to make CGI Nate. Um, actually, comes. <laughs> actually, the next thing I'm going to learn is try to actually make somewhat of a sci-fi-ish landscape and see if I can track uh, something moving through it or. Or if I can, I'll, or possibly you like, could do a plugin that somebody else, not a plugin, but like a model someone else already made mm-hmm. and do a shot and see if I can actually make that move in with the shot, like look like an actual like robot floating like droid with me or something like that. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see if the tracking will work and then I can obviously go on to see if I can model my own flying robot, whatever you want to call it. Then it's obviously a matter of like with people, um, it's a matter of scaling and moving and stuff like that. Like it is, it's super impressive. Like what you can actually do with just a little, with some free tools and some know-how and time. I guess. But let's move on to this first topic. So, Call of Duty Vanguard is skipping E3 as Warzone prepares for War Two. Uh, War II themed entry will add the most significant Warzone tie-in yet, including a new map. Oh my god. Oh wow, it only took them, what, two and a half years? Right? <laughs> Activision will reveal the new Call oh, of Duty stop. game. Hold it, Nate, stop, because we all know your Battlefield game is going to be two years without a new map, too. When they <laughs> drop that Warzone, they're, they're, whatever their Battle Royal mode is, that they're going to drop like two months later, that shit will be out for two years before they get a new map, so don't be making fun of them. You're not allowed because I don't you're know. Gonna criticize one. So, tell I can criticize because I mean it. The publishers has opted to reveal its next premium first-person entry later in the summer, likely via an in-game event in free-to-play Warzone, as it did last year. Obviously, with Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Uh, this year's game is called Call of Duty Vanguard, developed by uh, Sledgehammer Games, and is currently on track to release on a current, at least, obviously, just like. Every November, which is what they've done the last few years. Uh, Vanguard will feature a campaign, multiplayer, and zombie mode set in European and Pacific theaters for War II, uh, with the plot centering around the birth of modern allied special forces. So, Can we get a wet fart sound? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this could actually be really cool. Obviously, they're going back to War II. They just did War II. Um, but all all it says to me is they are running out of ideas and lack any originality. Well, well okay, how so how can they run out of ideas? There's so much they could do. 
it's more like what are they allowed? Well, what are they being allowed to do? That's my point, Bazinga. You say they're not. There's plenty. How can they run out of ideas? Clearly, they have. They keep rehashing bat World War Two and the same like modern setting for all their battlefield uh, their games. Like, there's plenty of other settings. They just they're completely devote of any of any creativity in those studios. Um. Well, I think it's okay. So, not that long ago, we had obviously the Call of Duty World War Two. Which was good. It wasn't a bad game, but okay. So, if you look, okay. So, if you go and play, like the what do you call obviously Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and then go back and play World War Two, you can see they did make a drastic jump in like, like the smoothness of how that engine worked. I guess you could say you can definitely see it because I went back and oh, played yeah. it. Um, yeah, making a jump in smoothness isn't. Like, isn't a good cover for a lack of creativity in design. No, but um, so, and obviously, I think a lot of them, like at that studio, I think they're trying to harp on a certain theme. The reason why is because one of their most and most successful, probably Call of Duty's ever, was World at War. Uh, Modern Warfare Two, I believe. But <laughs> well, Modern Warfare Two was super successful, but as far as like an no. overall acclaimed yeah, one, over like was World at War was like. Like, holy crap, like, that was, like, uh, it was probably the best, some of the biggest hype I've seen around a Call of Duty game, like, ever, when no, World of War came out. Giving way, you're giving way too much credit, and you're overthinking it. The reason why the games are the same every time is because the executives are like, no. And the guy goes, I have an idea, and they go, shut the hell up, get back to programming. That's literally it. It is not them sitting around at a table going, well, I think we could just do something really creative with World War II. It is an executive going, okay, now go back to one of our other staples and keep rotating between them. That's all it is. You don't. No, 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 no. You're no, you no, no. You are right, and I don't even think it's anybody even speaking up actually. Um. So nobody, one, of course, no one's speaking up. Number one best Call of Duty was Modern Warfare, Call of Duty Four. Number two was Modern Warfare Two, so I was off by one. Uh, but where is World at War is number World seven? At, World at War is not anywhere near one of their most popular, or the, one of their most critically acclaimed, or one of their most successfuls. Nate just likes it, so he thinks it is. Well, I no, I when no, came, as, I'm not saying it's bad, but when it came out, it was not reviewed as one of its be, the best games. It was not bought as one of its highest grossing games. No, I'm not. It's I'm not. I'm not going by that. Success. No, I'm not going by that. I'm not going by any of that. If you're not um, going by critically critical acclaim or sales, then doesn't matter what you're going by because neither one of them matter to EA. I mean, I'm to going by I'm going by what I noticed like on basically the atmosphere of people that play Call of Duty games that I know and people that knew online. Okay, uh, that's still a it small seems, sample. It's what do you call it? That seemed like to have the most impact on people that from what I saw directly out of all the Call of Duty games that have come out. Yeah, but you're not thinking um, about it correctly. It's probably, and the biggest impact of those games is the zombie mode that was introduced was what people played the most in that yeah, game. But... And that was like, a, like all people did was talk about. I knew one guy who took a vacation just to play that for like days. Nate, um, you're, thinking of, you're thinking of it from a gamer's perspective, though. You're not thinking of it through Activision's perspective. If that thing didn't sell a certain amount and make a certain amount of money, they don't give a flying fuck what you people think about it. 
Mm. That's it. The only reason why they're going back to World War II, again, is because they there's only certain ideas they'll allow. Yeah. They won't allow you to get outside that box, mostly because their fan base is freaking pathetic. And the second they jump out of that box, they get bitched at for it. Well, yeah, Can because I point like... out like the the advanced warfare. Oh my God, you're running on walls. This game's shit. But that was yeah, like, and, they that was, that was, and everybody complains that oh they don't do anything different, they don't change anything, and they do, and they yeah. still yell that. That's what the second they do something, something different, they get special. People bitch. Yeah. So yeah, no, stop bitching you're right. that all the games are the same. The Make up Call of Duty's fan base is fifty percent of Call of Duty's problem. The other problem is Call of Duty is owned by Activision. Yeah. The other, that's the two problems, the fan base and Activision. Because the reality is they'd have those guns with great – those guns would be realistic and have great controls if they didn't have to worry about pissing off the 90% of people who play that game. No, the no, you're right. The second you gave recoil to those weapons, these people would bitch because they couldn't kill anybody anymore. So it has to play the same way every single time they release it. They can't innovate and they can't improve. No, and you're right. No, you're right. Um, and this is distinctly something that obviously is a problem. I bet even people that work at Actable uh, Sledgehammer, a lot of those are like programmers that are right out of college. They none of them probably even care less of what the game's going to even be like. They just hand in their work at the end of the day because they probably get like, oh, he here is like they get an email of like what list of what types of like programming they need for the game. This slot is what we need. This is what you need to program for the game, send it in, die at the end of the day, da, 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 that kind of thing. And that's all they do. It's a day job to them. They go in, they program it, they send it off, and then the next day they make an email, hey, you need to fix this. They go ahead and fix it. They could care less at the end of the day. It's not like a life's work to them or I'm going to be remembered for this because he's just Joe Schmo Gamer Programmer on the list of credits somewhere. That's all okay. it is. So can we move on to Battlefield now so that you can be a hypocrite and talk about how great Battlefield is when it does the same exact thing? <laughs> Oh no 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 no! You're no, you're right. Uh, Battlefield does do the same thing. Um, uh, the difference is like, um, I think like Battlefield. I would say let's move on to Battlefield. Obviously, the one thing though, Battlefield 2042. Obviously, the trailer was revealed today, um, and they're going obviously into the future. Even though it didn't look very futuristic at all. Well, it's only 20 years in the future. Come on now. So. How much more futuristic are you gonna get? Come on, how much progressive? I don't know. Oh, wait, how, Again, how, how, how no, you're proving the world? my point. How about uh, have some balls and jump a hundred years in the future and do some futuristic shit? They did. That yeah, no, no, in twenty one forty two. Oh yeah, yes. they did that. Go jump it forward again. Oh, um, you literally showed me a game that looks like modern warfare with a couple of things that look slightly futuristic. It's yeah. barely, it's barely the future at all. They're basically just making modern, modern battlefield. Yeah, no. So you're right in that aspect, but I think as far as that, um, I think what they're trying to do because obviously 2142 wasn't that well received. I think what they're trying to do is trying to get their feet wet to see how the people react. No, to they're it. not. They're not trying well, to get their feet wet. The first I, battlefield I, games were all um, multiplayer. That's all they were. Yeah. There was no camp. The campaign was like. Bots, bots multiplayer. Um, uh, yeah, the it whole wasn't, reason it wasn't why great. I brought, the yeah. whole reason why I brought that up about Activision is to prove my point with Nate in regards to Battlefield, mm -hmm. because he's trying to make excuses for them. They're not trying to get their feet wet. It's the same thing as as Activision. The the people running the company that own Dice are telling them 
you are not allowed to change it that much at all. They go, well, let's do something in the future. And someone at the EA said, no, we'll pretend it's futuristic, but it's going to be very, very close to modern stuff because we don't want to ruffle any feathers when we make this game. They're playing it safe again, but pretending they're not. Battlefield and you're going to get the same, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you're going to get the same exact game you got before. Yeah. The only difference between Battlefield um, Battlefield 5 and this Battlefield is that 5 is a World War II aesthetic, and this will not be. But it will be the same game without a, without a campaign. Mark my words, Nate. I well, guarantee be... you you're getting the same game you always get. Well, this is and like the I'm sequel. Wrong, I'll admit it. Well, this is like the sequel to Battlefield 4, I guess you could say. Um... Then why is it called 42? Everybody knows 42 is a futuristic game. No, no, I'm saying, but no, I'm saying, I'm saying, futuristic. No, I'm saying for the timeline because Battlefield uh, Four was based in like our time. Uh, okay, I think, then it, I think it was based. It, I think it was based in 2010. Just call it Battlefield Six then. This is, um, again. It is Battlefield Six. That's what it's called. No, it's, it's marketing. It's called Battlefield Forty Two to trick you into believing it's a futuristic game like the original. Yeah. Well, okay. Twenty Forty Two. That's the title. Yeah, but I don't see. Okay, for instance, like how different is our world? Our our world is vastly different in certain areas, but how like really different is our world from twenty years ago? It, you're proving my point, Nate. If that's my point, if you had, if this company had any balls, they would just shoot a hundred years forward and do an actual futuristic battlefield. But they don't want to because one. If they go that far forward, they probably have to reprogram and redesign a whole lot of stuff. They have to spend time researching and programming and designing, and EA's not going to let them do that. They want them to take the same shit they had before and tweak it to make it look a little different. That's my point. Yeah, yeah. And people are watching this trailer and telling me it's going to be the greatest game ever, and I'm like, it's the same fucking game you get every time, dude. All you have to do is look at that trailer and you can tell that it's the same game you always get. Yeah. Um... And granted, like, pisses me off. Um, granted, like, but the thing is, though, for me, there's not too much improvement I want them to do to Battlefield. Only thing I want them to do is make the terrain like they're close to it, but I want them a hundred percent destructible. Destructible. They're okay. at like they're at like forty percent. So, um, and I want I want I want a hundred percent. You're like the Call of Duty fan base. You're fifty percent of the problem with with Battlefield. Um, you're the, per- the you're the person who would lose their shit if they came up with something different that you didn't agree with. Well, no, no, I, I they you, can have all the innovation they want. You just said you don't you don't want them to do anything. You just want a little bit better destruction. No, you I'm I'm all, um, I'm all for anything, but like add anything you want. I don't mind that, but don't take obviously, but don't take away from like I don't want them to go. Okay, we're gonna have less destructible environments, but we're gonna add this. No, no keep on making, no keep that, on, dude. keep on making more destructible environments. And like for instance, like for um, because obviously I snipe in like every game. The precision for the sniping in that game is like, aside from like Arma, it is the most no, technical, the most technical out of all of them. It's like there's no, not. there is no game that I actually have to calculate like. The actual angle, the falling, and the wind all at once. There's yeah, no game that does that. You're giving credit because it's the best at being bad. There's These yeah, games, but there's no other there's no other game that's doing that at all. PUBG has an entire system that behind it. What are you talking about? In fact, they had to remove remove it from console versions because it was too much. Mm-hmm. Like 
the, the, go look at some videos, dude. Battlefield is illusion of like wind and all that shit, but it's all pre-canned stuff. There's no actual like, it's like scripted uh, geometry behind it when you do it. PUBG is the only one that doesn't have it stripped, scripted in its, like, bullet drop and all that shit. It's, like, AI-based in PUBG. Like, you're sitting there talking all this stuff, and I'm like, they could do that. That game is going to play just like other Battlefield, and you're going to be happy for it. And I'm sitting there going, why don't you have an actual programmed system that generates wind in that game? That has effects on your bullet trajectory and all that shit, and it isn't just some pre-canned stuff that you wrote for the map. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. You know, um, like, like yeah, no, it's hard to explain, you... but a game I can give you thing for is um, there's this game Drive Club, Club, uh, yeah. Drive Club. If you remember that, yeah. they people were like, oh, that it's just another racing game. It looks good, but it's not impressive until you realize that under the hood, they didn't just build a timer for like rain and wind and all that shit like that they built an actual simulated environment and put it into the map and then the simulated vi environment ran the wind the rain the sun the moon the lights all that shit and all the lighting so that it was 100 percent simulated give me that in a battlefield build a oh, simulated yeah, no. environment and let that run on the battlefield no, I'm saying, though, from, obviously, I'll always, because I love the Battlefield games, I'm saying add all you want, just don't take away anything. That's fine, but I, this is what my argument against I would, that I, is. I would love for, uh, like, an actual, because, obviously, the environments are the same in, like, every map, uh, depending on, like, how the map loads and stuff. But if it was constantly changing, especially, like, oh, my God, like, how impressive, like, the last two games would have been if, like, during the battles, all of a sudden, like, a thunderstorm showed up or something but, and changed the wind. not even constantly changing. I just mean, like, once you get the, the knack of firing that, that sniper rifle, there are no real variables. Like, that wind is going to be basically the same style wind every time you fire that gun. Yeah. Because they don't, it's pre-canned. Now, yeah. imagine if that shit adjusts mid-battle and you have to readjust how the wind is working because the wind is not pre-canned it's simulated oh yeah no that would direction even well no that would be good yeah which they don't yeah obviously they don't do like the, um, i i know i'm being like shitty on this game but i'm just tired of modern shooters because they're very very lazy and they've even done it to my battle royals every battle royal mode that comes out now is a lazy rehash of PUBG made easier and faster for people to play yeah yeah and no one's come up with anything new, and I'm just fucking sick of it. No, I want to play Battlefield with you, dude, but I'm not playing regular Battle Royal Battlefield mode, and I don't expect them to do anything creative when they drop a Battle Royal mode. Yeah, we'll have to see. Um, I'm hoping That's they if do. They make one because they're saying. Well, no, not. they literally said. Um, um, the their own Twitter said, um, multiplayer, no campaign, no um, Battle Royal at launch. Yeah. So um, they're, they're doing a battle royal. They're doing what Call of Duty did. They'll drop it like five months later to re reignite hype. And Nate's probably right. It will be free to play. Yeah, they will do. They won't screw up this time. They they even said on their Twitter, like when they when that failed and they pulled the support for it, they said we should have made it free to play. But it's too late at this point. So no, it, that's the thing. It was never too late. They just didn't want to spend the time doing a quick little like, hey, we're going to do a stream campaign and we're going to get it out to... We're going to send some beta keys to, like, Giant Bomb and a couple other gaming sites talking about how we're launching into free-to-play. They just didn't want to put the effort in. 
no, it's I never too late to go free to play if your game is good. It just makes me think the game was never good in the first place. Because you would, it's never too late when the game is good. It says there are no play. plans for an accompanying Battle Royale mode. I just looked at their Twitter, and it literally said that. Yeah. Um, now I mean, 2024 Battle Royale. No, I, I, like, they'd be dumb not to. Every game is, like, you I mean, that's legit. That would be, like, absurd if they didn't. Like, that would be, like, shooting themselves right in the foot. Let um, me see if I can find the Twitter that I saw. Because it, it, it was basically their Twitter account that said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, I think there will be a Battle Royale. It will be free to play. I don't know if they're going to call it Firestorm. Who knows? If they're going to go with the same model, but we'll see. Um, but either way, though, I'm excited for this Battle Royale. But no, but Grim is right. I think, like, the one thing is, like, like, like I was saying with Western developers is a lot of these people, are, it's a pay, day job. They clock in, they program, they go home. They're, this is not their life's work where uh, you see in certain, like, independent developers. All right, here we go. All right. Battlefield News. Battlefield 2024. All-out battle, all-out warfare featuring conquest and breakthrough. Who cares? Hazard zone, squad-based mode that is a modern take on the experience. No, it's not. Same thing. You'll see. Unannounced love letter mode to fans reveal that EA play live. No campaign mode, no battle royal mode at launch. They put yeah. the, the disclaimer at launch at the end of it. Right. So there will be. Also going to point out, mark my words, squad-based modern mode that is modern take on the experience. That's a lie. It will just be like an Overwatch or a... Um, Rainbow Six, there's going to be nothing special about it. I can guarantee you that. And the love letter mode to fans reveal the EA play live is probably, again, another mode that they're just remaking and claiming it's a special mode. Yeah, it's well, that's all they... That, that, those, uh, it's a, it's a marketing thing. things where you move the tank and you kill things and continue moving forward or something. Yeah, it, it's, it's a the, marketing. Uh, the Team Fortress mode there. But it, that it, being said, if they don't drop a battle, battle royal mode, this thing's dead in the water. Oh, yeah, no, no, you're right. Um, the... 100%. I know people like that... Battlefield. I, I understand Nate has his own. The, the price of a game is worth how much I play, but I'm sorry. I'm not paying $60 for multiplayer. Um, I'll play $60 for the multiplayer. Like, for no. instance, like, I already, like, I already, pre no, like, I already, like, <laughs> like, I already, like, for instance, like, back, I already pre-ordered. That's a part of the problem. <laughs> like, I pre already pre, like, I pre-ordered, like, the new Guilty Gear. Um, and that was, like, 70 bucks. Like, and... Um, I'll probably play the story mode like once or something, but I'm, yeah, it's gonna be up. it's gonna be like 400 hours of nothing but online multiplayer. Uh, hold up, I just want to point out there's a big difference between a game that they spend three years crafting to make sure it's balanced perfectly for its for its fighting game setting than yeah. a battlefield game that will be unbalanced crap when it drops. Oh yeah, yeah, no, you're right. No, and that's okay. my point. There's a reason no, why you're paying and... 70 bucks for that game. That game is a handcrafted masterpiece. This will just be another battle for it. No, and I think, and I went on a rant the other day about this. No, you're right, Grim. It's, it's a paid job. Like, I don't think people should be hired to these studios, and I don't think people should be hired for movie studios either um, that are not passionate about it. Uh, yeah, you end up with stuff like uh, the new uh, Star Wars if you do that. Um, I don't think so. The, that well, wasn't no, a joke. That being serious. Um, I <laughs> think because... Battlefront? No, no, I'm no. saying you end up with shitty Star Wars movies, oh, movies when you yeah. hire people who claim they're fans but don't actually understand the fandom because they're not fans. Well, no, just you end not... up with like 
fucking safe space and snowflake as a comic book. Well, they're not they like that. They love comics. Well, the, I want them to go like I want people to oh, go yeah, like that's real. <laughs> I think yeah. people should. I think people should go into like something like a entertainment industry. You want to go into it because being remembered because some entertainment is something like it really strikes some certain people, and if you're working on it, you want to be remembered for that. You don't want it to be your day job. That's kind of ridiculous. Um, and this actually happened with. Uh, well, you can understand programmers. The programmers are just they're just the program. But if you're talking about the people who sat down during the meetings and came up with the idea for the game, they need to be people who are passionate about what they're making and not these people who are just there to make the 50th Call of Duty game they've worked on. Well, yeah, that's they're too. not going to try to do anything. And the people above them don't give a shit. It's just a giant fucking mess. Yeah. No, and the, like, for instance, like, I've been following, like, this movie. It's a Star Trek movie that's being made independently. That was a Kickstarter originally. Um, it's called Axanar. And it's one about one of the biggest wars that took place against like the Klingons and stuff. Like it's gonna be a really cool movie when it comes it's gonna come out, I guess, the beginning of next year. But it's been in production almost like seven years now. Uh they released a small little bit like four years, like three years ago, I think it's three years ago. Anyway, they released a small clip. And because they actually got actors that were on like like multiple different Star Trek shows. They got real actors from the shows that they hired. And these actors did it at a smaller cost because they just love playing those characters. Um, they released this clip and Paramount sued them um, and said, you guys can't release a feature film. You guys look better than our current shows. It's actually and, like and these guys were doing it. Felt like they all they do was have three guys doing CGI. These guys doing three guys did better CGI than an entire team at Paramount. I really wanted to spend some time on E3, but I guess that's not happening. (laughs) No, we will. We will. We'll go over. We'll go over a little bit because we don't. Remember a couple of weeks ago and a few years, like ten years back. Remember that video I put in in the chat, um, of the two dudes who put together that Naruto fight scene. Yeah. Naruto versus Rock Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That right there is the difference between um, between paid people who don't have a passion and people that do. The fight scene in that fucking budget thing that these two dudes put together is better than every fight scene in the new Jedi, mo- the new Star Wars movies. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Not, I'm not even being a fucking dick here, Nate. It, no, I know. It's just so much better. No, I know. It is. The reason, <laughs> the reason why, because it comes down to passion. Like how I was just saying, with Paramount came after them, and they actually won the case. Paramount didn't actually have a lag to stand on. Um, because they couldn't CG render it. Well, no, yeah, um, because people with passion and determination, like to get something done the way they envision it, and they're not going to stop till they do, is they're going to produce something way better than even a whole giant team of people that can do those same things, because they don't have the passion to actually make that happen. They don't care how it comes out in the end. They just like, oh, is it is it good enough? Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean the passion's not there. Yeah, the passion of the Christ is just not there. <laughs> it's just like, I mean, um, which I'm excited for. Obviously, they won that case, and they're actually slated to possibly release the movie at the beginning of next year. It's going to be fucking really cool. I can't wait. Um, it's going to have some of the best special effects in any Star Trek like series or, or movie. Which is embarrassing to that shitty TV show you watch. Um, what do you mean, um, motherfucker? You know I'm right. It's a great, great... Yeah, yeah. I'll have, almost, Mr. I'll have to get Tony Camper to uh, look, set you straight. I love Tony Camper. Tony Camper, <laughs> bro, if you're listening, you wrong, bro. 
<laughs> You're just straight up booty. <laughs> All right. So obviously we're going to go over with gaming on this episode. We only have a few topics for tech, so that won't take that long. Um, so we're going to go over, obviously, with gaming. So listen to this podcast. We're going to be have a little bit longer gaming segment because we have more than a few other topics uh, that are actually fairly interesting and people want to hear about. So, oh, you don't want to hear about Fantasy Star Online? Two? No, I, me- I meant the tech <laughs> bullshit. You talk about uh, stuff no one cares about, so who cares? <laughs> so, Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis, uh, the expansion overhaul for the MMO is now available free on Xbox One, Xbox Series X, PC. Don't mention that shit system. <laughs> uh, NPC, the new version will consist of the base version. While the characters can be shared across both versions, each game will have its own individual process. Uh, progress. Uh, yeah, this game, I've been following, like, watching this game. It's already been out, obviously, overseas already. Um, this game just looks super impressive for an MMO. My only concern is that it's Japanese, so there probably won't be any multi- I mean, any PvP. I'm hoping I'm wrong. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm actually, I'm actually building my character right now, so I'll let you know. Okay. Um, yeah, no, this game does look absolutely... It looks super... I've been watching this game for, like, a while. It looks super stunning. Um, the people that know that I've already played it, like in the other version, the foreign version stuff, so it's it's like light years ahead of the last one. Like they improved so many things. They said, like, and obviously, if you're a fan of the Fantasy Star world, I guess you could say this is obviously really up your la- up your alley. Um, so I can't wait to see, obviously, what people say about this, or to check it out myself. But we'll have to see uh, what happens with that. So. On the short topic, NVIDIA and Valve are bringing DLSS to Linux gaming, sort of. God, no one cares about Linux. Um, so Linux gamers are rejoicing uh, that they're getting NVIDIA deep learning super sampling on their favorite platform. Uh, but it's not exactly the same thing. So it is DLSS, but you have to be using Proton for one. What's Proton? Their race in StarCraft? Uh, Proton is the system that Valve made uh, for games that don't have Linux support on Steam. To run just as well, I guess you could say. It doesn't work for all games, but it works for most games. Um, Like a wine thing? No, it's not Wine, but they did actually use some of the code from Wine because some of the programmers that helped build Wine originally helped make Proton. Uh, wine is very old, though. Wine is like well, super old. That's, that. that's, that's why that doesn't really work as well anymore. Um, but Proton is the you know, up and coming. It's made by Valve. They're constantly updating it and constantly improving it. Um, and Proton is also... On a controller, dude. And... Proton is actually also called uh, caused most a uh, number of developers to come out after they saw the numbers that Steam gave them, showing that how many people are actually playing it through Proton on Steam. They went well, and they went and made a uh, they went and actually put aside some time and actually released a Linux version of the game uh, on Steam. So this is obviously up and coming, but it only works through Proton right now. So it is like using some elements of Windows to run the DLSS. Um, and you can see, obviously, from the obviously little window here, you can see the drastic improvements uh, with using it. So 
I mean, that is kind of huge. And the one thing that, like, it's just, like, uh, with this, as much as people, like, there are people out there, like, obviously, they'll get a hold of a PC. And obviously, there's I can tell you about a thousand different ways to get a hold of Windows without paying for it. But uh, a lot of people don't do that. And they go, well, I can't pay. I don't have the money to buy Windows. Um, but I can get Linux. So, you know I mean? Which is a cheaper route. Speaking a lot of Windows, route. as for your uh, your thought of a, a subscription, yeah, Woodrow says no, that's not true. Maybe with some things, but not Windows in general. Continue. Well, no, I think like it'll be like like I was saying when we were talking about that, like you'll be able to install Windows, but if you want to change your wallpaper. If you want to change the theme, if you want to do any of these things, you got to pay a service. Yeah, I don't know. You'd have to talk to him because he's, you know. Um, and that's what was coming out like from people that work at Microsoft when they were saying it, what they were saying at Twitter, what they already know, mm -hmm. is that it's going to be a lot of elements of Windows are going to have to be paid for. Um, and they were pointing out like themes and stuff. Uh, uh, it's like having a battle have, pass you're... for Windows. That'd be stupid. You're gonna have to pay for it. Like Windows will work. Um, but a lot of the features will not work within Windows unless you pay for them. Sounds like the modern. It'll uh, it'll run your certain. It'll, yeah. it'll run you obviously it'll run your programs and stuff uh, just fine. But anything you want to change internally within Windows, uh, down to possibly setting up home networks within Windows, you're gonna have to pay a service for. That'd be stupid. Um, unless you're a business, which they already have to do that. Yeah, which was their like I guess ease into it though, because well, before businesses forever. No, they didn't. St uh, they started that in twenty eleven. That's a long time ago now. Um. <laughs> yeah, but that was the same time like when like well a few years ago that for that Adobe and started they changed their entire business model. Yeah, but that's not a, a freaking um, UI. <laughs> it's a program. No, but. You well, have yeah, to have yeah. Windows, or you have to have an operating system to work any of these programs. Well, no, but the programs will work. But, like, to customize it or anything like that, you're going to pay a service for. That's stupid. Um, It'll work. Of course it will. But if you want to go, oh, you want to set up your own home network on Windows? Well, you're going to pay for that. Oh, you want to change your background? Oh, you're going to pay for that. Oh, you don't want that crappy start menu thing? Well, you're going to pay for it if you want a different one. Um, that kind of thing. You're gonna have to pay for like a lot of these things. You want inter uninterrupted porn? You got to pay for that. <laughs> you want to use hey, freaking uh, plugins in your browsers? Well, if you are paying for that, and they even have okay, that's a whole other discussion. But <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. Let's get into this last one. So this is the fairly bigger one. So E3 predictions of 2021. Um, which. Um, e E3 Microsoft is actually... will come out and show nothing new, but claim it's new, and people will be all excited about it <laughs> because they've been doing it for five straight E3s. Well, yeah. Yes. Yeah. The 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 running gag is wait till next E3. Pretty much, yeah. Well, that's the and same it... thing with. That's the same thing with like anything Bethesda, like Skyrim or like yeah. Starfall or whatever that game's called. And whatever they do oh, show, like they'll it. they'll pretend is like groundbreaking, but 
you'll just be playing it on PC anyway because no one's buying the system. <laughs> One of the ones is uh, uh, Ken Levine and Ghost Story Games reveal their game. Years have gone by since we've heard anything from the Legendary Games developer. Ken Levine and his team at Ghost Story Games back in 2017, they were looking to hire artists to work on an immersive, immersive sim that may or may not be a first-person experience in a sci-fi setting. It's not a lot to go on. <laughs> uh, there's obviously a lot of questions around this project, and time has only left the room for more. Uh, we haven't heard much on uh, 2K Studios alone. But, but yeah, I don't think we're going to hear anything about this thing. I really don't. About what? Fable about this possible game. We could uh, hear something, but I don't, I don't think so. Uh, Fable, I think we're supposed to hear something, actually. You're not going to get much. I think we're getting... People need to understand about Fable is that it didn't exist when they announced it last year. It was literally nothing more than a teaser trailer for something that hadn't even been started working on yet. Well, yeah, same that's the same for same thing for Avowed, and what's that other one that they showed? They showed off like four games that people lost their shit about, and they weren't even real games. They were just names for things that they go that they that were in pre-stage of like development, like the new uh, Skyrim or whatever. Yeah, which wasn't yeah, kind of like what they did with the Skyrim Sky and, uh, uh, Starlink. and like Starfield Starlink. like three years ago. Yeah, like three years ago they were like Starfield, and all it was was a picture of a planet, and yeah. people were like, "Oh my god, it looks great!" I'm like, "That <laughs> Look looks there. like it doesn't exist yet." That's like what it yeah. looks like. It looks it's like it art. doesn't exist yet, you idiot. Yeah, I become that's... very jaded about fake fake trailers in my older date years. Yeah. And I laughed really hard when people were like, Avowed is going to be amazing. I was like, you saw an arrow fly through the air in a CG trailer and then hit the ground. And then you were told the game hadn't even started development yet. And you got excited. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, I mean, we might get a hint, maybe a slightly newer trailer for Fable, but I don't think they're that far in production at this thing at all. Oh, um, no. not, th not that I'm excited personally, but some people that like Baby's first RPGs do. You're gonna get a you're gonna get a CG trailer is what you'll get. You'll get another yeah. CG trailer. Yeah. There'll be some guy like the Bal Stone or whatever the hell his name is from freaking Beauty and the Beast all hold it, hold it, hold it, hold. Yeah. <laughs> um uh the new Nintendo Switch will uh is announced. So they're I don't even think they're doing anything at E3. Are they? It's they're, they're, doing... they're, well, they're having their own treehouse thing, but uh, it's it's nothing. It's supposed to be nothing about hardware. It literally says it was all supposed to be about games. But who yeah. knows? Who knows? Um, uh, if anything, they, they, might... they should have announced it by now. Well, I would think if anything, because we obviously there's a lot of hints at the new Switch coming out, which is going to be a more powerful Switch. Yep. Um, I think they might hint, like when they show some of these new games, they might go, oh, and when you get, like, and also this certain game will be able to be played in 4K on the upcoming announcement of a new Switch. They well, might they hint won't at say it. That, they won't say it that way, but... It, no, but they'll... The game will be able to play, be played in 4K and leave it at that. They'll be like, what? We can only play yeah. in Here's, here's yeah. the thing about this E3 shit, all right? Are you people ready? This is for all of you people out there, and I know I'm very jaded. E3 doesn't exist anymore, Okay. The only people going to E3 are Microsoft. All the other companies are doing their own thing separately around the same time. So people being excited about E3, it's retarded. 
Yeah. Nobody's going to E3 anymore. Nintendo will do their own direct down the road, maybe right before E3, right before this one freaking presenter and a bunch of nobody E3. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe, maybe Sony will or not, but it just doesn't matter anymore because the E3 itself is dead and it's depressing. I used to love E3, and now I can't sit back and watch cool, like press conferences and shit every year because it's dead. The hardware yeah. companies aren't going to be there. It's going to be the other companies like EA, Activision. 90, the people that are going like to be at E3, Ubisoft. the people that are going to be, yeah, there's going to be some people there, but they're, they're not even really going to be there because they'll be doing their own thing on in the background. Yeah, and I can tell you, this next one, it's not going to, we're not going to see anything. Um, The Breath of the Wild sequel, we're not going to see anything uh, for that. They okay. might have a slight... They the might have a slight, they might have a slight bit about this, but not much. And the reason why I say that is because the main director and developers for Breath of the Wild um, 2 do not release things premature, nor even images premature. Yeah, we're, not, um, we're not at premature, though, Nate. We need to see that now. That game was announced four years ago. What game? No, it was released. It was announced four a year years and a half. ago. No, it wasn't. It was, no, it wasn't. It was, yeah, it was, it was a year and a half. A year and a half ago. All right. It was announced. I'm gonna, sh I'm gonna shut this down pretty quickly. All right. Um. No way. Uh. So yeah. So. Yeah, because obviously it wasn't four years ago. Because obviously that's when Breath of the Wild came out. <laughs> um. Anyway, it was four years ago. Um. But no, it was like a year and a half ago. Uh. Was when we first saw the first trailer, uh, for the new Breath of the Wild. But we will not get anything from the sequel. I don't think we might get a slight snippet, uh, maybe a slightly longer uh, version of the, what we already saw. Two and a half years. So I was off, but so are you. Um, no, but I don't think we're going to see anything. Um, no, I'm sure we're going to see something because if we don't, if if we if we don't see anything, Nintendo needs a needs a swift kick in the ass. No, because you got to think like how long. Breath of the Wild was in production for so long. Okay, um, um, Nate. It's it's a new version of the same game, right? Well, it's it's okay. They had so much stuff they wanted to do for DLC. They said, "Let's just make another game," and that's how yes. this came about. But um, Nate, you you're the one that's supposed to you talk about like don't aren't you learning programming? Okay, yeah. Why? Well. Then you should understand how games are made. This they're basically using the same engine they used before, correct? Yes. The the reason why the first one took so long is because they were building it from scratch. This one is starting fifty percent done technically because they have everything in place. All they gotta do is generate assets, build a story, build the world. So two and a half years is long enough to get at least a trailer with actual gameplay in it. Like this game should be a year out at most because of what it is as a game itself it's like how every two years you get a new you get a new uh, world of warcraft expansion and you go and you go wow that's a lot of content for two years yeah because they're not building anything anymore they're, they're generating content but they don't have to build the engine they don't have to make it work like they don't have to do any of that stuff with this new zelda game they just have to make a new world whatever they're doing i don't know if they're doing a new continent or whatnot but whatever they're doing, they just have to populate and design new combat stuff, what the world's going to look like, what the storyline is. Half of it is already done, dude. No, I know. Okay, so 
the thing is, the reason why I say we're not going to see because I obviously I have multiple books on Breath of the Wild uh, with interviews and stuff with Anuma. Uh, and obviously, even though he's not credited, Miyamoto is a consultant for this game. And if even through Breath of the Wild, like he, when they do this checking and like do the play testing and they do it themselves, Anuma actually does it himself. So, and he is super, super critical. Like, he makes them go back, even if the slight things like, no, this doesn't make sense. We want to go back. We want to fix this. He is super, super critical about every little thing. And he takes his time. <laughs> so yeah. that's why I'm saying we're not going to see anything. They, again, though, just because he takes his time, you still have to eliminate the time frame of having to build everything in the first place. So it's going to be slower than other games, but it's still going to be quicker than them building the other one. The other one took four years. This one's not taking four years because they don't have to build the engine to run the game. No, I know, but like and a lot, like I they re they reworked gonna... the they reworked the story in Breath of the Wild like twenty times. So I <laughs> guarantee you, you're gonna see something about Breath of the Wild soon, and it's going to be gameplay trailer, probably a story trailer, and probably a release date. Yeah, but I don't think it'll be at E3. I think it'll be at the end of the summer. No, because I they're think... not going to E3, dude. They're going yes. to do a treehouse. They don't... The E3 yeah. doesn't exist to Nintendo. They'll do it at their treehouse thing. June 15th. No, but that... Yeah. Um, but I don't think, That's like okay. I said, I think the reason why is because I think they're going to get closer to... They want it closer to, like, the bigger seasons. Like, that's why I say I think August, we're going to see a trailer possibly for it. But not necessarily. They'll wait till like, August or September. They're not going to wait that long, Nate. It says Nintendo fact, Direct E3 2021. I actually expect that the new Zelda... I only need one. The new Zelda will be out in November. I think anybody... There's a chance it won't be, but anybody who thinks that you're not going to see and hear anything about this game, you're crazy. Just, just straight up crazy. What about uh, the other game, Metroid? Oh, that one, that one's, no, they had to restart, they had to restart on that one, and again, that that's a, a different ago, story. Though. That was like two years yep. ago. Yes, but the difference here is, as I said before, they have to build the engine and what they're doing for the game from scratch. Yeah. This is, like, the, the, the new uh, Legend of Zelda is basically like, they sat down and went, alright, so we just got done programming the last one, let's use the exact same assets plus some new ones and just build a new story in that setting. And yeah. that drastically cuts down the amount of time it takes you to build a game when you don't have to, like, figure out how to make the combat fluid any again. All they have to figure out is how to add stuff to the combat that won't ruin the combat that well, they already had. That Amua already said that he wants to... Anuma. Anuma, I can't remember the name. Uh, anyway, uh, anyway, he said that they actually are so... They said it's going to be closer to a regular Zelda with dungeons, not shrines, um, because we already did that. But he said he actually wants to make the overworld just as complex with a whole new experience. That way, it's the same overworld map from the first Breath of the Wild, but complete, with just as many experiences in it, but completely all new. So yeah. there's a yeah. lot of stuff to go in there. Yes, but again, what I'm telling you is not... It's not the stuff that they have to come up with. It's the under the hood. They don't have to build, like if they want to build dungeons, they don't have to come up with a whole new program to design and build that dungeon. 
they already have it in the, the, yeah. the shrine system. They just have to make adjustments to it. Yeah, but what if they, what if it become what if it's co-op? Well, that's a different story. If you tell me that they might be doing a co-op thing, then yes, they have to build a mechanic on that might require extensive reworking of the system. Well, yeah. Um... What I'm telling you is they the, the re you could they announce this so quickly that you can tell that the software they have on those computers that they built the first game with is the same shit they're using to build the next one. Kind of like how Final Fantasy 4 and 5 are basically the same engine. Like, they look the same, but improved. Yeah, yeah. They they, they clearly sat back down the next day after the launch of, the, of 4 and went, all right, let's start from scratch using the same assets we used before with obviously new, like... Yeah. Uh, new like sprites and shit like that but they used the same program they used RPG Maker 5 or whatever to build the maps and all that shit that's yeah. basically what I'm saying to you well, they're they had using the same shit yeah. well Final Fantasy 6 had actually structured teams that independently did their own thing which was well, funny it was the first time they ever did that different. Yeah. 6 is different that game yeah. is running on completely different shit yeah, like yeah. they built that from the ground up they're not building this Zelda from the ground up they're just doing another breath of the wild with new shit added to it no but i like have all the books with like interviews and all the, the planning all that stuff for breath of the wild and they changed so many things in the story and how it works so many times it was like well, silly again that's what uh, i'm like... saying to you it's only that's that's 50 like say you split this between games and story like gameplay and story they've got the gameplay done all they have to do is figure out how to add new mechanics they're not going to change how link plays and how you play they're just going to add new ways for you to play, correct? Yeah, well, they... So that means... They that said means... they're actually going to take... They might actually... There's hints that they're not going to be using the Sheikah Slate this time. You're that's actually, fine, but... You're going to be actually using real bombs and stuff like that. That's new stuff. That's new stuff, but that's new stuff built on what they've already put together. Yeah. So how you control and move Link and all that. All that shit's done. So that's like... I'm not... I don't know how much of it. Let's say it's twenty five percent of the game is 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 like the mechanics and control and all that stuff. That's yeah. all done. So that chunks out whatever part of that game that they had to build is no longer an issue. Now yeah. they have to work on adding new shit and getting the new shit to work correctly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so that's why I think it will take. It won't be as long. No, I know. Yeah, we'll see though. I don't know. I'm saying I think September. three years it's gonna be a I, 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 I don't like I'm saying I don't think we'll see an announcement until September, but we'll see if we see when it No, I expect I expect we'll see it by the end of the year and it will probably be coming out at the end of the year. Um this next one I'm not so sure about. I mean like I'm in the middle about it. Uh if we'll see part two of Final Fantasy Seven. We might get like a very, very, very short no. trailer. Very, very short little trailer. Like super short, maybe. But that's about no. it, I think. And I actually hope we don't see anything. Yeah. Because the longer it takes for us to see it, the more chance, more likely it's an open world sequel. I, yeah, I, yeah, it better be open world. Goddamn! I loved <laughs> the first one. I will be supremely pissed if the next one is not does not allow me to travel around an open world map for the the next chunk of the game. And the next chunk of the game should be like, okay, the next chunk should be like the entirety of that continent. Like, if you're going to break this thing up into chunks and it's going to be more than three parts, I think the second part should end when they, when you're on the boat. Mm. 
if you're if you're gonna do more than more parts. If you're only doing three parts, then the next one needs to end when Eric dies, and the third one needs to end at the end of the game. But if you're gonna break this up into five or six parts, then the first the next battle with Genova on the boat should be the end of the next part, and they should just fill out the continent that Midgar's on yeah. for you to travel around like an open world continent. Yeah. With a lot of extra shit in it. Yeah. And build up that entire Juno sequence to be like the ending dungeon. Sneaking on the boat is the ending, all that, if that's what they're going to do. And I fear that they won't because Square doesn't understand how to do anything right. And I say this because they announced Final Fantasy 16, and it's not using the combat engine from Final Fantasy Remake. So that says to me that they still haven't got their shit together. Now, what are they using? They're using a full-blown action combat system. Uh-huh. And it might be good. It might be good. I, I like 15, so it might be as good as 15 or better. But yeah. Yeah, I know. the idea yeah. that someone at that company who's higher up didn't go, wait a minute, I think we struck gold with this combat system. Let's refine it and make 16. Yeah, because Final Fantasy VII's combat system is 15's combat system, like, actually rethought properly. Yes. Like, I don't understand why we, you wouldn't do that. Like I said, I don't think... I don't think they got their shit together yet. It's super depressing. Square is another one of those companies a lot like um, Activision that are very set in their ways with their games. I mean, just to give you a hint of the difference between companies with, like, some balls, the next Trails game that is being, like, the next Trail series that's being talked about, Yeah, he's like, it's still going to be a command-based combat system, but we're trying to build something that redefines command-based combat systems. So oh, think about good. that. They have the smallest fan base in the world. Like, like maybe 2 million people play their games overall. They're not, they're not the most successful company in the world, okay? You yeah. know, their games are goddamn amazing. And they're still going, we're going to take a chance and spend money trying to redevelop our already extremely popular combat system into something brand new. Yeah. That's the difference between a good company like Falcom and a terrible company like Activision in the way Square has become lately with their games. Well, like, well, obviously. And how they allow... Oh, man. Dude, you know, what pisses me off even more is it's a strict contrast to the people working on freaking Dragon Quest. Oh, I know. Like, the guys in the very same company are like, we're doing it this way, and no one's like, no. You have to do it the shitty way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, 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 what? We're, we're, what? Remaking, we're remaking Dragon Quest 3. Oh, cool. What are you doing? Is it going to be 3D? They're like, no, we're going to use the same system Octopath Traveler used, but we're going to make it less pixelated. And nobody told them to go F themselves. And nobody on that company, like, nobody working on that side of the company walked into a board meeting and said, I want to remake all the final, the original Final Fantasy games using something like this. Like, mm. what is wrong with you people? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's yeah, instant yeah. cash, dude. It is. It's, they they know that because how, how well Octopath Traveler did. Think about how much money they could make if they launched a new Final Fantasy game that was a Final Fantasy game designed with the engine they're using for this remake. Yeah. Oh, my God. That would be holy shit. That'd be a black Holy shit. That'd just be amazing. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Uh but I can. It's, to, called, uh, it's yeah. called amazing. 
So the next one, I think all this PlayStation color reveal. I think at most PlayStation might reveal you can buy their own. They might reveal their own plate you can buy. Oh, I think no, that's about it, dude. You're gonna. I don't know what they're not doing it at E3, but people should get prepared. I hate to break it to people, but just because Microsoft bought 20 studios doesn't mean Sony still doesn't have like the top 10 best studios in the goddamn. Gun- Oh yeah, they easily do. Right. Sony easily There's does. Shit, obviously coming, dude. And yeah. as much as I don't like The Last of Us Two, the first big thing that's coming is Last of Us Two Factions. They're going. I expect them to blow the lid off of people with this game because it's rumored to have a battle royal mode. And if you played the original Last of Us uh, multiplayer with the crafting system in it, and you think about putting that into a battle royal mode, that could be freaking insane. A cover so, shooter, thir- thir- a cover shooter battle royal. Oh yeah, that, huge. That could be yeah. The, this next one, so Mother Three. Okay, <laughs> come on now. Um, uh, Earthbound. I mean, yes. Obviously, eventually they might release. I mean, it'd be really cool if Nintendo went and put the entire trilogy translated onto the Switch. That would be awesome. But <laughs> I don't know if that's gonna happen. Yes, that'd be fucking great. That would be even awesome. better if they made a new one. Mother is like a great old, gate series. Yeah, it would. Yeah. But um, what is this about? No, it's just if you ask, pretty please. Like, obviously, they might get we might get Mother Three on the Switch. Okay, yes, we've all wanted that, but there's no hint at that or anything. Well, I can tell you this, dude. RPGs are slowly making a comeback, and the the weakness of Western RPGs is starting to like come die. To the Finally, die. Like, yeah, like. <laughs> Oh. Like I said, Trails is a very small series, but if you go to websites who play a lot of RPGs, which means they play the Western, they play the the, the Japanese, they play the Squaresoft, they play all the yeah. big ones, and you go to these websites, they'll all tell you Trails of Cold Steel 4 is the best RPG released, released last year. Over yeah. the shit that you think that is amazing, they'll tell you this. Yeah. And it's nice to see that it's fi- they're finally recognizing this stuff. No, no, you're right. This is why the next topic, the next one here, Project Triangle strategy is revealed as a new Final Fantasy Tactics. Well, it's it's the Octopath Wait. Traveler world, but it's going uh, like it is kind of the successor to Final Fantasy Tactics, you could say. No, it doesn't. It doesn't look like Final Fantasy Tactics. It looks more like a ogre battle. Final well, that's what do, what do you think? What do you think over Final Fantasy Tactics was made from? Ogre battle. Yeah, but if you look at Final Fantasy Tactics, <laughs> it, it's distinctly different than Ogre Battle. Have you played to, Ogre Battle? A, yeah, it's to a point, but you can see the similarities though when you play them both. No, because they're both basically because they're both basically hex games. I I could then say that all of them are a ripoff of Shining Force. Well, no, it's the you same know? developers. So saying, all I'm they did was add complexity when they made they added more complexity when they made Final Fantasy Tactics. Well, see, thank you for exposing that you don't know what you're talking about. Okay, for people who do know these games, Tactics Ogre is way more complex than Final Fantasy Tactics. Far more complex. I've played every reiteration of that game. Okay, but Final Fantasy Tactics is a lot different in its style of combat and play than it is with Tactics. Tactics is, uh, uh, sorry, Ogre Battle is way more difficult and more deep when you actually take the time to play it. It's kind of like playing... um, an, uh, an MMO that doesn't have a class system and in playing one that does have a class system they both have their strong points but one of them is far more deep and broken 
I think the variations with just the jobs and different chain, like there's so much. I don't know. I see more complexity yeah, but all in tactics. That, all that exists in tactics, dude. I mean, all that exists in ogre battle. Like the difference but, is in ogre battle, there's like 15 more classes. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, in ogre battle, you basically keep the stuff you earn for every class, and you don't like have to unequip or reequip. It's just been a while since I played the remake. The oh, there was yeah, but there was more class. Like the last one time I played Final Tactics, um, was the definitive Mortal version. Alliance was the one. Well, yeah, it's called the definitive version, and they just remastered it on Steam, and they remastered it on Android, and that's why I played that one was Android. Um, yeah, and like, it is, and it had, and it had a lot more classes in it. I don't remember how many exactly, but yeah, it. it trust me, I'm not. This is not me being a, like cocky. I've played. I've put like 700 hours in Ogre Battle. Ogre Battle is redonkulously deep in comparison, but they are two completely different playing games. Oh, yeah, yeah, as far as, yeah. And, and because of that, I kind of lost the point where you're arguing. Oh. <laughs> He's right, Nate's wrong. Well, no, I, I just, I'm not trying to say Nate's wrong, but like, realistically, Nate's probably beaten Ogre Battle two or three times. I mean, no, I've only, I've only played, I've only played Ogre Battle once. I meant tactics. I play, yeah, tactics. I play tactics like three or four times. Yeah. Okay. No, but five but times actually. If I actually, both of, but... I've beaten both these games like twenty times because I love tactical RPGs. They're my yeah. favorite type type of RPG. And yeah. Ogre Battle, I beat every every time. There's a new version. Every time there's a new translation, I beat that game over again mm. because there's translate the like uh, groups always retranslate because it's never been perfectly translated. That's with a lot of RPGs though. But. This one, this one's real fucking. The amount of dialogue in that game is kind of insane. But I think we're just gonna get pretty much. We're gonna get Octopath Traveler in the style of Final Fantasy Tactics, not Final Fantasy Tactics three or two or whatever you want to consider it. No, technically, it's three. technically, not. technically three, but still, we're not. First we're of not... all, if it was revealed as a new tactics, I would just be pissed that they went to that company and was like, "This is what we're gonna do." We're taking your game and we're changing the name of it. Well, you know yeah, I mean? that, that would that would that would yeah. just be rude to the people making that game. Yeah, and I don't care about that. No, that's that's for sure. It's just gonna be. I mean, it's it a just successor. looks dope, though. It does. Right it looks, I can't wait to fucking great. play it. I can't wait to play it. Um, Advanced Wars, <laughs> Intelligism brings back Advanced Wars. So I would like that a lot. Okay, but the problem with this though is you saw my interview, uh, at PAX, um. With that, what the heck's the name of that game? Why well, can't I think of the name of the game right now? I know what uh, game tiny, you're gonna say. Uh, tiny battle, tiny war, it, tiny tanks. Anyway, that game's cool, but it's not as good as it's not as good as Advance Wars. But the guy I interviewed was the original developer of Advance Wars, who doesn't work for these guys anymore. So, they still so own the rights. They own the rights, but they don't have the original developer. So think about this, Nate. Here, Nobu Sakaguchi doesn't work at Square anymore, and they've made plenty of good Final Fantasy games after he left. Well, 13 okay. the only one that isn't good. Well, 10's not that great either, but... <laughs> 10 is pretty freaking good, dude. Um, yeah. Well, and the first iteration of Final Fantasy 14 was pretty terrible. But how, about, how about something realistic? God comes down from heaven and says, I give on to thee Xenoblade Chronicles 3, and it dumps oh. out... A Xenoblade Chronicles 3, so that I can die a happy man. <laughs> so we can finally get the correlation between the, the sequel to the two. Oh, Dude, that would be 
want to know why they're connected. Yeah. That ending to two is still the best ending ever. Yeah. That shit when you realize they're happening at the same time. Yeah. Oh, oh. my God. Yeah, so there has to be a sequel to where your both parties come together. Think about this. Of all the RPGs I've played, I've played Trails lately. I've played a lot of RPGs lately. The only one that has made me play 100 plus hours is is Xenoblade Chronicles 1 and Xenoblade Chronicles 2. That should yeah. tell you how much I love those games because I've played them both to fucking death. Yeah, yeah. That's no, that would that's going to happen eventually. I think we just don't know when. If my no doctor tells me I have to get heart surgery and he says you got a month before we do this, I'm playing through that game again. <laughs> just in uh, case it's the last game I get to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. But and obviously the last prediction here is Capcom brings VR to Resident Evil Village. Of course they will. That's a given. I don't Maybe, know if it'll be a VR is kinda of dead right now. I don't think it'll be announced at this, but I think it's gonna happen, but not right I don't think it'll be like, announced. Yeah. The that that problem will only that will only happen if, if Sony is actually, is like pushing their new VR because VR is kinda of, as I no, said. No, VR is doing well. No, VR is doing well. Um nope. they've had a they've had an uptick VR since the quest came out. You cut me off before I could finish. Capcom, just like a lot of these companies in Japan, are still predominantly console. If there isn't a console um, VR running or coming anytime soon, they're not going to dump money into making a PC-exclusive mode of console of that. Unless they're paid to by another company. Then they might. But you're not going to see Capcom go, well, there's people playing it on Steam. Okay, we'll we'll build a VR mode for Steam. Now, if someone says they have a Sony's version of VR is coming next year, then sure, you'll then you'll be like, oh, all right, now, th yeah, they're gonna do it because their main market is doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't think it's a, a gonna happen unless unless Sony is also working on a new VR, which they said they were. So maybe you'll hear about it next year or something. But until they announce it, you're not gonna hear about it. You know, yeah. if Sony announces it, then you might hear about it. Let's see. Let's see. So that's the gaming news and our wonderful EU3 predictions, oh which is not far is so off. Cool, dude. So we will see with less than a month, probably, around, uh, what predictions came true. Next um, week, we Nate, Nate. Next, next week. week. Yeah. It's next week. Yeah. Is it already? Is it next dude, week? Oh, well, it's two weeks really away. Cool, anyway, Nate. anyway. No, next. Today's the ninth, Nate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so like literally. Monday. Oh, real quick for for you guys watching, we should be starting up our first D and D stream this weekend at Saturday on Saturday night at six p.m. It may not be this week; it could be the following like session, but we might be starting it up this week. So just check in on the Facebook and see if we are. We haven't decided if we have everything in place to do it yet, but we're going to be streaming our new D and D campaign. So, you know, get excited to watch me try to murder these people. So this has been gaming. We hope you enjoyed that portion. Now we're going to get into a good half hour of technology and news about technology and pop culture and the like. So real quick, what is it? Has anybody checked out anything interesting this week? Nobody bought a bass. Then what? I bought a bass guitar. Oh, you bought a bass guitar. string oh, bass for a hundred bucks, brand new. Oh, from nice. Musician's friend. Not bad. Nice. Not bad. Oh, I know what I did. <laughs> Real quick, I know what I did. 
a friend at work told me about a TV show from the 90s from from British TV called Father Ted. Oh, yeah, and I've been watching really this show. Oh my god, it is the funniest rip on Christian like everything that I've Don't ever they seen make in my fun life. Of Americans too. No, it's more along the lines of just like these two priests, one's a moron and one's like kind of a moron but not as much and they just they just screw up a lot and do some stupid shit. They parody a lot of stuff like feminist and all that stuff. They had a Nazi episode which was hilarious. It's it's just dry British comedy. And oh. it's as good as like Are You Being Served? If you remember that show. Yeah. Way back yeah, yeah. in the day. Yeah. It's yeah, I just it's a freaking hilarious. <laughs> I've been like binge watching. I got like five episodes left and then I'm done. Uh Now, if I can just find how you queue for PvP, I could tell you how that is in this game. So it does have <laughs> PvP. Well, apparently the, the arena mode is still in it. I'm hoping there's some open world PvP because the combat is so damn good and so fluid that there should be some PvP. But I don't know. Japanese people don't like PvP for some reason, so. Yeah, yeah, they like uh, yeah, PvE mostly, but. That's what it is, though. Um, so I haven't really checked out anything really new, uh, besides some more episodes of Love, Death, and Robots, which is actually fairly good. Uh, a lot of the little short films are actually really neat to watch. They have certain aspects. Um, but obviously, the one thing I'll point out is that if everyone wants to go check out Ian Herbert's uh, YouTube channel, just saying Ian Herbert, that's his YouTube channel. Um, the first part of his like sci-fi independent like little short film he's making the first part of it is actually was posted on his youtube channel um he's been working on it for a long time and obviously he's still working there's supposed to be i think six parts to it total um which is gonna take a long time for them to make because it's just he's just doing this pretty much not for money he's just it's doing it because he likes doing it um and it's super complex and he actually has to pay the money to hire certain actors and everything else along with some of his friends who are acting it but definitely go check out the first part it's called dynamo uh and his YouTube name is Ian Herbert. Absolutely super impressive, like, CG, like, artist. Like, holy crap. But anyway, so let's get into this first topic, which is Google. So the state of Ohio has sued Google today in an, unruled, an unusual complaint that seeks to a legal declaration that Google is a common carrier and public utility under Ohio law. Uh, Google has uses its dominance of internet search and to steer Ohioans to Google's own products that discriminately and anti-competitively. So that's what they're saying. So Ohio's Attorney General Dave Yost, a Republican, said that when announcing the lawsuit, um, when you own the railroad or the electric company or the cell phone tower, you have to treat everyone as the same and give everybody access. So... They're 100% right in this, and yeah. Google gets smacked down. Because Google, like Twitter, and like Facebook, and like YouTube, have have a monopoly over, like, basically information. And then they control all of it to redirect to their products and what they want you to hear and see. And yeah. it, this is just the first step to someone finally doing something about it because they need to be put in their place. All of these tech companies do. 
Yeah. Well, okay, so, but people don't, like, I don't particularly like, because I like, that's why, like, a lot of times, like, on my phone and stuff, I'll use, like, DuckDuckGo um, in different search engines, um, because they don't use this model. Oh, um, I'm sure they, i sure they all do. No, 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 Duck, no, DuckDuckGo. They're Duck, all Duck, companies, Duck. Nate, they're all companies, they're all trying to screw you over. Well, no, no, uh, yeah, but DuckDuckGo doesn't have an advertising division. Um, Alphabet does. And that's why Remember, Google is, that's why Google is the way it is, um, because Remember like two years ago when he would pretend that Google was like a saint, and now he's pretending another one is, and Google isn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Until the money hits them, and that's when they start going crazy. Well, no, like I said, the difference is like I'm sure DuckDuckGo makes their money on other ways, but they're not making it on advertising. Yeah, it's that's probably because like DuckDuckGo is owned by like communist China or something. Um. <laughs> Knocked my camera. Anyway, so the difference is with Google, um, legend, I don't know how well this is going to be a long, drawn out lawsuit, probably. The reason why is because of how Google works. Google is, for the most part, it started off as a search engine. Most part, it's an advertising company when it comes to their search engine. Um, like they were the most innovative, but. The way it works now is with Google AdSense is you pay, like, say I'm a company or even a small YouTuber. If I say I went and put, like, $300 into advertising, which isn't a lot, actually. Uh, you have to put a whole lot more to actually get noticed. Um, you put that money in for Google to basically bump up your search results. Yeah, you but can do, You can time... do that. You can do that, and Google makes its money, and they go, oh, yeah, we'll put you on the top of the search now. And that's Google's business model up for their search engine. Won't, that's the thing. They also won't put you on top if you conflict with them you pay them the money and then they go oh wait that product conflicts with us so we're not going to put them above us that's why they're getting attacked because they're doing shady they're telling companies that they're going to do this with the advertising and then they don't do it because they want to be in a better spot with what they're advertising so if there's confliction like a conflict of interest they'll take the money and then they won't do what they say they're going to do. Well, that, that, oh, that yeah, yeah, but the, that independent company has a distinct lawsuit. They can actually go after them and actually win pretty easily. Well, that's uh, why they're doing it this way, because these small companies can't. Well, yeah, but something like, yeah, but this is too broad, though. Um, that's why, because it goes against their own business model that they actually have filed and everything else. So that's why I don't think this is going to work. It ain't going to go that far. Um, it'll be a long drawn lawsuit, but they're not going to get anywhere with it um, because it's too broad and it's too vague. Um, because you're go you're trying to say that they're trying to say basically Google needs to be a utility, but they're an advertising company. A advertising company is not a utility. You don't need to advertise. It's not a utility. Like that's the, not that's what, not how that's, that's not, not how exactly, it works. That's, that's not how not it works. You're one hundred percent wrong. But no, they but are, they're not. Uh, Nate, Google is not an advertising company. What they are is the most popular internet search engine. And they hide behind that. It's kind of like how YouTube hides behind claiming that they're a um, they're a platform, but then they do stuff that makes them a publisher, and they yeah. get away with it. That's kind of like what Google's trying to do. Google mm -hmm. has a business, which is their advertising, but they have the biggest problem is behind that. The real Google is just basically has basically become like network television was in the 50s 
like when television first started, there were three channels, and those three channels were the channels. So they became regulated parts of American everything. They're basically yeah. American businesses. They're part of our government and all that shit. That's yeah. basically what net. Basically, you could use. You know what? You could use electricity. When they finally invented electricity, once electricity got to a certain point in cities, it became they could have their separate electric companies. But they were so vital to society that it became regulated and technically owned by the government. They have to listen to what the government says because they're utilities, because they became so big. Google has become so big that they are basically the Internet now. Well, no, so now but, yeah, they're going to have to accept it. And that's why they're going to lose eventually. Eventually, they're going to be utility because the Internet is eventually going to be utility. And then at that point, they won't be able to do the shiesty shit they're doing. Well, no, the internet will be a utility. Yes, I think that's going to happen. Yes, it has, Google it has to will be. be the internet. That's no, what I'm saying. Do you, do like you know when, it becomes, when the internet becomes a utility, it will be under Google's control, and the Google will have to have the answer to the government. Yeah, but there's like a couple thousand search engines out there. Yes, that's and why Google they have nowhere is to. Like eighty to ninety percent of the market. So when it comes time for it to become a utility, unless the government steps in and says we're making this one the king shit. Google will be the one that is basically the one that everybody flocks to and will be the one that becomes like the czar of the internet. And even if it's not Google in general, all these companies will have to fall in the line with regulations and shit like them not being able to do the shit Google's doing now. Even if it's not Google, this, this is just the precursor to overall all these search engines being put in their place as you're not allowed to be the arbiters of information you're not allowed to uh have people pay you to hide search results and in- increase their search results like all that shit's gonna fall into place and they're just not gonna be able to do it anymore well yeah but that's why they're alphabet and google's only one portion of alphabet but what you're saying is what's not going to be allowed anymore. That's what I'm saying to you. Yeah, but I'm saying that for this lawsuit, this is getting nowhere. This is going to go nowhere. <laughs> no, this probably will go somewhere. Just like the shit that happened in, in Florida where he put where the governor put that ban on um basically every time Twitter bans someone from that state, they get fined a ton of money. It just um. happened it was just recent. I can't remember exactly what it was. He signed that in the law and now other states are looking at that. It's like a movement of growth, dude. It's This lawsuit may not mean anything, but it's still a step towards the eventual lockdown that they're creating of their product. And it's their fault. Well, it's the goal of any company. They want everybody to go to their product. That's the goal of yeah, any company. Yeah, but that's not 100% true. Cause that is true. No, you could do it without being shysty, though. Like, every company's shysty, but like, like you said these search engines not blocking results of other things. Like if I go on Google and I look up other shit, how long before I try to look up another search engine and the only one that pops up is Google? You know what I'm saying? But if I go on these other ones and I try to search a search engine, most likely I'll find other ones. Like Google's overstepping its bounds and it's going to be put in its place at one point or another. Because it, no util, nothing as big as them can have that kind of control and history has proven it time and time again it's, it's a long way away i don't think it's i don't think it's 
it's only as far away as Republicans do not have control of any part of government. And most likely in 2022, uh, they're going to lose the House, and that will be the first step towards this shit happening. And again, I'll point out, I'll use guns as a thing, because Texas passed a no, um, a, a no permit concealed carry thing, and now five other states have entered that in for debate to do in their states. It only takes one state making this step to make other states uh, jump on board and do the same thing. So. Yeah. So, well, let's get into this next one because there's so much time left. So, OnePlus 2 launched the stripped down Nord CE 5G this week. Uh, OnePlus is planning an announcement of a new budget smartphone called the Nord CE 5G this week. TechRare has rendered of the device. It's not the real image of the device, obviously. Uh, straight from OnePlus itself, showing that what it'll look like for the most part, the OnePlus. The CE 5G, however, will be a little cut back in terms of specs. The One Products head of Oliver Zhang tells Tech Radar that CE stands for Core Edition and refers to the design philosophy where the company had a goal of basically distilling the product down to the most important things in it. Um, you'll see a mid range phone on the market, very, what do you call it? Exaggerated specifications that says we actively avoid some of these features and kept things to basically a very low um uh like fast charging warp charge like the 30t plus uh 90 hertz amoled display or 5g so um one plus itself has been guilty of these exaggerated specifications in the past the original Nord, for example, had a quad camera set up that included a 2-megapixel macro camera, an in-depth sensor of dubious utility. The Nord CE on, what do you call it, 5G, on the other hand, makes do with three cameras on the back, the camera uh, positions, as well as the, what do you call it, CE 5G processor, and price will be a key to the product's what do you call it, appeal, pretty much, um, which they can probably get away with like using the last year's processor. So revealing that some features like the 64 megapixel camera and the 7.9 millimeter thickness, and unlike the original Nord, a headphone jack. Oh. So you're getting a very, a, a, you're getting a fairly basic phone with a lot of like high end specs, but none of the none of the flashy specs though. Like yeah, you say. like a hundred megapixel camera, and it does have yeah. the in the screen fingerprint. It does have that, yeah. yeah. But that's fairly cheap. That's cheap nowadays, though. Yeah. So, I'd li yeah, like I said, like, that's not something I like. I don't care for the on-screen. The back fingerprint reader is just way better. But It works great without a screen protector, but when you got to use a screen protector, it's a pain in the ass. Well, mine's very just accessibility. How I pick, how I grab my phone out of my pocket, Yeah. where my hand goes, I can just immediately unlock it as soon as I'm pulling it out of my pocket. Yeah. That's just how, you know what I mean? So, that's why I like the back fingerprint readers. Mm -hmm. Um. So I'm excited. I'm glad that I'm glad they're doing this. They're releasing a more of a budget phone. There's no price or anything yet because they haven't announced it. But well, the Nord was a budget phone to begin with, right? Kinda, not exactly Nord. Like at five hundred dollars, I wouldn't say it's budget. But... Well, yeah, that's not budget. <laughs> um. Anyway, so real quick on this one. So Android 12 beta 2 has a new way of dealing with Wi-Fi. 
Uh, so Google has announced, obviously, they're rolling out the second beta for Android 12 to the Pixel phones today. It adds a more on the Android 12 features that were announced on Google I.O. Uh, from the last month. In the quick settings, Android 12 now has a new button called Internet instead of like Wi-Fi or whatever you, you know what I mean. There was the Wi-Fi, there was the cell phone one, there was all these other ones, right, on what we have on Android right now. So there's now the Internet button, which replaces the Wi-Fi button. You tap it instead of holding it down to get into the settings. And this will allow you to select from multiple Wi-Fi options or cell phone carriers. Um, which would be great for people. Obviously, you have multiple SIM cards. Um, you want to turn your data off. Um, all these things. Or if like you're in a workplace where I am, where the internet is not that great sometimes, and you're trying to look something up, and you just want to shut the internet off real quick. <laughs> I remember when you used to get yelled at for using your phone at work. Now they want you to. <laughs> well, yeah, that's well, that's become like standard at most works now. Yeah, I'm. I'm wondering who they're going to give these phones to. Oh, the oh yeah, how they're supposed to be giving away phones. I'll take yeah. one. I think it's their. I I personally think it's their cheap way. Uh, not they getting more get, handhelds because they're more expensive. Yeah. 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 Know. Exactly. It, it's it, their cheap way to do. It's a pain in the ass. Like the hand the the phone app. It's it's okay if you got to check something, but if like you can't cap a bin with that. Like You'll be there. You got to keep it, <laughs> touching the screen. You well, keep touching well, the screen. well, well. Well, 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 wait, without mentioning the company, there, there, that's a whole new system. I don't know if you've seen it. We're not doing that. We can't do that. Well, they said, I, I said we couldn't do the other program, and then they rolled that out. I don't know how they're going to do it because you can't have open boxes. Well, yeah, I know that. I know. But I said that about the, that, but the original other process was that way, too. Yeah, it still doesn't work. And they went... Uh, and they rolled, yeah, no shit. That's why I said don't do it. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, you can't have boxes in the you, – you, you can't go more than – you're not supposed to go more than one box back. You can do two, but they only want one. Yeah, I know. And you have to put two labels on the front boxes. I know. I, nope. I, we ain't got we, – we're getting yelled at as it is. We don't got time for that shit. <laughs> you wait. You wait. You watch – remember what I said before, so yeah. you wait. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. It's, it's going to be ridiculous, but yeah. Um. And so the, the labels in, are huge too. So in that regard, that system will actually be faster, even with a phone. Maybe. Um, Unless so. it takes every single thing. <laughs> oh, oh man. Anyway, but it works. It works great. It runs fantastic. Great system. Alright. So our last topic. So Christine's remake revs up for from uh, Hannibal producer uh, Brian Fuller. So another day, another Stephen King adoption enters development. So obviously, Killer Car Christine adaptation of the country of courtesy of Hannibal's creator Brian Fuller. Fuller will write and direct the movie uh, for Bloomhouse, which is really good. Bloomhouse is doing it, um, and Sony Pictures with Jason Bloom producing alongside uh, Splice director Vincino uh, Tally. Uh, and come true producer Steve Holden. I don't know who that is. Uh, Christine hey, you will... fucking stuck with names, bro. Uh, Christine will be Fuller's uh, directorial debut, uh, having served as creator and writer on shows such as Hannibal, Pushing Daisies, American Gods, and Wonderfall. Um, and obviously, anybody who doesn't know, 
we've had over the years pre the it movies we had a lot of Stephen King adaptations um and Stephen King and they're all amazingly good I don't know about that anyway um I would say the only screw up well the biggest screw up we've had and this is I think around the time when he bought them all back so the Dark Tower movie the Dark Tower movie falls into the same spot as any other, um, well, any yeah. other series, and that is you shouldn't be trying to make a movie out of your series, because if you're making a movie out of a book series, you're an idiot. Well, they could have at least done three movies, but they didn't. No, he, he should. They did like a shit ton of books in one movie. <laughs> he should have never even thought about doing a single movie. His entire basis for that should have been i need to go to a streaming service period That's well all there okay is to it. so i don't know exactly when that like shoe finally dropped for him i was around that time because if you don't know it was shortly after that it was a slightly i don't know it was around that time he bought all the rights back to all his books good and he was now, saying that he, he was sick of the bad adaptations of them yeah but it's his fault like i want to put that out there yeah. It's his fault. He can pretend that it's not his fault because he bought all the rights back. But he should have done that a long time ago and he should have stood firm about what they were doing with those movies in the first place. And the older ones I can understand, but as soon as the Netflix era hit and like HBO started having hits like Rome and The Sopranos and shit like that, these people who were selling their book rights should have been talking about these books stuff that they that they have yeah, but, multiple books in yeah but even like, then the, okay so there's been screw-ups with that too under the dome started off really good at first and then it just went to i don't even know what happened to that show it went so far off the rails it was stupid well, i don't even know but that's a different <laughs> argument like, i don't that's even know what argument. happened you're arguing you're arguing that they made the show bad yeah i'm not arguing whether the show is good or not my argument is just that <laughs> You don't even have a chance of making a good adaptation of something like The Dark Tower with three movies. Yeah. It's like, remember when they tried to do the adaptation of The Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe? Yeah. They had six movies I know. that they planned, and they still couldn't get it right because you need more time. The yeah. first season, if you're doing a book about just The Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, the first, the first, you're doing a series about the first book, you need at least 10 hours to get that to get that whole story across. Oh, easily, easily. So the idea that you're going to do this any other way doesn't make sense to me because yeah. it's not. Let's put it this way. I'd be real pissed if the Wheel of Time was coming out as a movie. Oh, well, well they did that once already. Look that up. That's a real thing. It was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. You not be telling me the fucking truth, dude. I am telling you the truth. Look it up. It's one of the worst rated movies ever. All right, I'm going to look it up. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> um. Anyway, so I'm excited for this. Although I actually like the original Christine movie. But a remake with like modern like well, special effects and stuff. Well, movies are great too because they're so cheesy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously, they're great this one to watch pro- because they're cheesy. This one will probably be a lot closer to the book. What they should do? Is do a new modern version, call it Christina, and it's like a it's like a lowrider. 
god. It's got like it's got like uh, disco balls in, in in fucking mirrors and shit. Well, or do a modern one with like a Tesla car that becomes sentient. <laughs> you did not charge me, Nate. Why did you not charge me? <laughs> Are you using gasoline, Nate? I told Chris. You Oh no. well, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, what they is... call they'll call it. Uh, what's her name? They call it Greta. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll just be her scolding people about using fucking gasoline <laughs> and running over truck drivers and shit. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's right. I made fun of a sixteen-year-old girl. I don't care. Oh. You allow yourself to be used as a puppet. I'm gonna make fun of you for it. <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> And we just got banned. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> um, so obviously he says he has obviously enthusiasm for the material to elevate King's adaptation um, has serious potential. So I think this could be really good because it seems like he is passionate about wanting to recreate the book. So again, though, and this is just my the way I am. They could do a mini series instead of a movie. No, you're right. If the, even like an eight part mini series. Like eight hours. That would be enough time, yeah. I think, to cover yeah. that book. Develop, develop the car slowly turning. Develop like him rebuilding the car. There's yeah. plenty of stuff they could do. Yeah. There's yeah, there's a lot of things. Um like I hope it's at least like a two and a half hour movie, possibly three. To cover a lot of the stuff. The I find it so odd that people are afraid of long movies. Yeah, I don't know why. Like Well, did... yeah, like the original, like for instance, like um, Obviously, you don't like the Star Wars sequels as much, but like, I don't know if you know, J.J. Abrams was pretty pissed that they didn't get the four-hour time slot they wanted, that he wanted for the movie. He wanted originally to be four hours, and they or said the Disney, very, Disney just, said no. At the very least, just go, all right, you're not going to give me four hours. Let me split it up and do two hours and release them six months apart. So it's a four-hour movie split into two parts, releasing the theater. Go, more money, but then they're like, well, oh, yeah, we but want that... trilogy. We want trilogy. We're all about trilogies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they don't have any respect for their fan bases, and they don't think people are smart enough to follow that. It's the same exact reason why the writing is so bad in that movie, because they don't think their fans are smart enough. Now, could you give me a second so I can just say, that's why you don't play Tuka Rass anymore, you piece of shit. <sighs> that's, um... That, that, I'm getting that's, real... why, that's why they cut the part of her getting No, I'm not, talk I'm not talking about Star Wars right there. I was screaming because... Tuka Rask is a choke artist, and the Bruins still keep playing him, and they're about to get bounced from the playoffs because of it. Um, Sick and tired of this overpriced prima donna. Yeah, so, like, for instance, like, in TV is obviously where, streaming is where it's at, obviously, in TV and TV shows. Like, I would have loved to seen, like, well, they've, obviously, we've come to an era now where Star Wars has, real, Lucasfilms has realized TV is a good portion where it's at, uh, with The Mandalorian doing so well. Yeah, but they're also trying to ruin that shit. But bucking heads with the guy with the guy who made it great, firing people he likes and character removing characters he wants because it pisses them off. Like that shit's gonna get ruined too. Mark my words, the Mandalorian is gonna get ruined too, and it's depressing. I don't. I don't think it'll get. Uh... I think it will, dude. I'm sorry, they ruined Captain America. They turned Captain America and the Winter Soldier into captain black guy and his beta friend <laughs> like that whole that was terrible dude it was terrible 
The whole thing. Every episode was a five-minute virtual signal and then 30 seconds of bad combat. It was horrible. Oh, Loki started today, didn't it? Yeah, we won't even we won't even we won't even get into Loki. <laughs> we're, we're not gonna get in we're not gonna get into the shit, okay? Yeah. You know, on a side note, guess what got cancelled? Justice whatever it is. Uh, Jupiter's legacy. Yeah. But guess what had the highest rating of streaming all year for Netflix? Jupiter's legacy? Yeah. So explain to me why that got canceled and Shadow and Bone, which is the lowest performing show, new original they've had in five years, got got renewed. I can tell you why. Because one has a white so lead. Good. I don't know why one, one has a white lead and the other one has an Asian lead, and that's why one got canceled. Uh. I saw the numbers this morning. More, the, Jupiter's Legacy is literally the biggest thing they've done as a as an original since the Marvel shows, and it got canceled within a week of it being out. Yeah. Wow. Um, but no, the reason why I say that, and uh, I don't know if anybody knows, so after, over the last couple weeks, Dave Filoni is now the executive. Everything has to go through him at Lucasfilms now. Thank God, right? Um, because they're trying to strangle it out already. I think with the success of Mandalorian, they were like, holy crap, this guy is like, That's he's the guy. <laughs> he's the guy. He knows Dave, he knows Lucas's mind like George Lucas's mind like nobody else. If you ever watch the interviews though. Um but the, I don't know if everybody knows back in I think two thousand I don't remember, I want to say two thousand seven, the first Star Wars TV show was going to happen. And I bet still I bet George Lucas is kicking himself now because how well TV shows are doing uh in that format. Um and it was going to be about the underground uh basically before, like, after, like, Order 66 with the underground going on and stuff like that, what was going to happen. Um, and it was going to be a cyber-ish punk, like, TV show. And they filmed a pilot, but never sent it off and never got any got any further with it. Uh, but I bet George Lucas is kicking himself now for, like, not pushing for that. I think that pilot is visible now. Oh, it is visible. He said, I'm pretty sure I saw it. All, all, I've seen, all I've saw was the tech... All they released was the tech demo for what... Okay, so... I forget what it's called. It's not a green screen. Uh, what they're using now, the new technology. You know, in Mandalorian, that huge screen. Yeah. Um, it's called the LED something project. I forget what that's called. It's a big long name. Um, anyway, the first version of that is what they used on that back in 2007. The very first, one of the first versions of it ever made, is what they used instead of using a green screen. Um. And now it's the now that's the thing. What all studios are using, like Paramount bought one now recently after they saw um, Lucasfilm it's using. Great. Those. You don't have to worry about using green screen stuff for the background. Yeah, and you actually get the lighting reflection off things properly. Yeah. I was it's just whole. It's 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 stunning what that yeah, thing can do. It's amazing. But it costs like three million dollars. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, it's big. Yeah. It's really big. It's yeah, they're you're huge. Um, that's why I'm excited also for the next Star Trek because Paramount just bought one, and obviously we got also the new season of Discovery, and we also have a new Star Trek movie starting production possibly, and they have one of those screens. So I'm super excited for that. 
So that's all new, but it's what it is. TV is obviously where it's at. Um, I love movies, but they're made for short adaptations, not full novels. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They just, they don't fit, really, they don't fit in anything modern. Even if you're not doing an adaptation, unless you, a comedy, fine, but if you're doing like a new action series or some action movie of some sort, you're better off doing a TV show because you're better off being given time to develop characters to get people to care about those characters. Yeah. And you can't care about those characters when it's like an hour of development, some boobs, and then a shootout. Huh. Yeah. No, you're right. But whether you sway one way or the other, let us know where you can catch us up over at Twitter or if you want to comment if you're watching us on Twitch. But we'd love to hear from you, what you think over on our Facebook page or on Twitter, what way you think one way or the other doesn't matter, but love to hear your opinion, whether more series should go for TV or for movies. But this has been this week in gaming and tech. We thank you for listening to us. And obviously, if you're on Spotify, thank you for listening to us. They are our host and we've been getting a lot of high numbers over there. So we know a lot of people are listening to us on Spotify. Again, thank you for listening to me trigger myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will be back next week. For more gaming and tech news, um, and we'll be back in the studio soon. We've already making started making some plans for the studio, so and obviously I have some ambitious ideas with CGI. So we will see. But until next week, we know you're listening. We really we know we know you're listening. So Show you know up for what you should do. You should check out our YouTube channel. Yes, at, at Get Teched, and check out our uh, Facebook page for our live streams. Dungeon and dipshits, dude. <laughs> dungeon and noobs. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, dungeons and dipshits or dungeons and deb debutantes. <laughs> but de dungeons and deplorables. Yes. So, for the latest and greatest in